Come join Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we talk about all things consignment. Hey, y'all. Welcome to episode 102. Libby, how you doing? Good. What's your story? You want to know my story? Do you want to know my story or do you want to know my business story? Well, it's more than just a pickup line. And we learned that because we did for our C-Chats book club, building a story brand and how important story is. It is one of the things that connects us with the world that engages people, engages our audience. And it got me thinking about that old pickup line. What's your story? What's your story, Morning Glory? So now we're going to get into why building a story is important for your business and kind of where we went with this book. It was so mind-blowingly cool. And a lot of it was obvious. Like, what are the things that engage us? A story, a script, a movie, and all engaging movies pretty much follow the same, same script. And Donald Miller talks about how to use that to build our business, to build our marketing collateral. And the big thing is, if you confuse, you will lose. And how a lot of us, yeah, we overcomplicate things. We're writing a blog, we're, you know, putting stuff on our website. We think a lot of words are good, but really, if you confuse, you'll lose. And I I identified with that. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Look at us repeating ourselves. That's not (laughs) We both repeated, which is putting more. (laughs) It was, it was definitely, yeah. All right, we did add more, but we repeated the same thing. So hopefully we didn't confuse and lose you all. Yeah, we were really just trying to drill it in. <laughs> so stay tuned to the end of the video because we have an exciting announcement about where we're headed next. So you don't want to miss out and you don't want to miss your chance to vote. And we're going to give you um, options on how to do that. So very, very important. Love very it. Important. Yeah. So, all right. So we talk about a lot. If you confuse, you will lose. And the premise of Donald Miller and this book is that companies spend an enormous amount. Often it's their largest budget is on marketing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, as resellers, as consignment sellers, often we don't have large marketing budget. So I'm like, all right, he's saying this is a bad thing to spend enormous amounts of capital and a lot of it's wasted. So I'm like, hmm, all right, well, I haven't been wasting that money. Right. (laughs) How can I do my job better and market my business? And that's what this is kind of all about, like a grassroots kind of connecting with your customer. And I'm going to go back to a previous book we did, which was uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's all about seeing things from your customer's perspective. Which I think is key because I do think in the... um, marketing world, the social media world, people with businesses, there's so many, I don't want to say conflicting ideas about social media marketing, because I'm not sure they're conflicting. I just think the way certain things are presented make you think 
it's opposite of what this person said or that person said, but you're Mm. always told at first, you know, you need to get out there and make sure your people know you, you want it to, you want your people to know who you are. So tell your story, tell about yourself. And a lot of people mistake that for me, 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 and put that out there. And nobody really wants that part. So I found this quite interesting because there is a fine line you walk, right? Between telling your story and connecting with people, but connecting with them on their level of interest, not on your level of what you want to put out there necessarily. Right. Because that was kind of like getting out there 101, right? Like tell your story. And this is done. You tell your story, but in a very, very different and more connective kind of way. So I was at first, we got a little like pushback from our book club members. And I have to say like myself too. Oh yeah, that's right. You did have I a little pushback. Back. I, well, I pushed back and saying I was trying to comprehend the difference, mm. which then in the next stage, you know, learned the difference or no, in that chapter, I had learned the difference, but because I remember somebody else, at the book club said this is, and I said, but you're missing what they're saying. They're saying you do tell your story, but it's how you tell your story. How you tell your story, whether it's going to engage people, whether it's going to pull customers in. I mean, I hate to say it, but people just aren't interested in us. No. Like they they want to know what we can do for them. Let me put it on real terms. How, oh, yeah. Go ahead. How many of you, all right, Libby, in your lifetime... I know everybody here can say this. You've had that one friend or that one, I don't even want to say friend because a lot of these kind of friends don't end up your long-term friends. That one person that you met, whether it was middle school, grade school, high school, wherever part of your life, that everything was always about them. Hmm. How does that make you feel when you are engaging with somebody you're out to dinner, you're side by side on the bus riding somewhere, and all they do is talk about them. Major turnoff. Yeah, you just glaze over, you lose interest, and you're not, yeah, yeah, you're not engaged. So that was how I connected during this, was putting myself in that, taking myself out of the business aspect And I was like, well, that makes sense because I don't want to sit with somebody who doesn't know how to listen and talk. I want Mm -hmm. somebody to engage in back and forth. I want a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So if I said to you, oh, my business is conscious, if my elevator pitch was, you know, my business is conscious consignment, I can sign a lot of really cool items. Uh, I like them. Uh, I buy a lot of them. Look at this cool, really cool Louis Vuitton bag I just purchased for myself. I went to school I'm just for talking, talking. Guess what my revenue, like, here's my revenue. Here's, you know, this is how much I make. Like, right. Glaze over. Molly, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Nobody's interested oh, I'm in sorry. me. I'm sorry. Did you me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to go do my laundry because I was slightly bored. <laughs> And you love Louis Vuitton. So, uh, yeah. And I totally lost her, guys. Totally. I was out, man. I was heading. I got stuff to do. I can't be listening all about you, Libby. Yeah. So take that, Libby, and make me interested. 
So pretty much what you want to do is I'm just going to tell you the crux of it. And this is, it's super easy. It's super easy to change your marketing and make these little changes and be concerned about the customer. So your customer, he refers to it as your character. We were, we refer to it as our ideal customer. Uh, in our Patreon group, we have specifically, well, anybody could use this um, ideal customer download. And we have it specifically, you can break it out for consigners and customers if you choose, or if you're a reseller, you can just use it for your customers. Mm -hmm. All right. So anyway, your ideal customer, know who you're talking to. Just know who you're talking to and what they want. Define what they want. So you know who they are, but what do they want? Hmm? For instance, I'm going to throw another real life. Oh, yeah. Let's just say my son's not 21. Let's just put, let's go back in time. And my son is five. And so all day long, all I hear is mommy, 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 this, mommy, that, mommy, this, mommy, that. Um, and I'm spending my time running around and I'm spending my time with him at school and on the sports field. When I go to your business, what do I want? I want, want to break from being mommy. I want to break <laughs> from being mommy. I want to be Molly and I want to be looked at as Molly and I want to be thought of as Molly. I don't want to be Cal's mom, soccer mom. Yeah. Yeah. I want to come to that business and go, oh, they have stuff that makes me happy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So think of, put yourself in that, in that customer's shoes, in that character's shoes. And you're going to refer to them as the hero of the story. And you're going to be their guide. You're going to show them how to get what they want. That is the mission of your business. You are showing your customers how to get what they want. You can put your story in there in pieces. Like this is how I did it. You are a guide. Your customer is the winner at the end. They are the absolute hero of the story. And I will share a little bit uh, at the end about how I did it for my business, just very high level overview, like story brand for building a story brand for dummies 101 kind of level, right? If you want yeah. more, you can hop over to our book club. I want to back up too that I loved when they yeah. were trying to, when he was trying to get you to understand the hero versus the person guiding the teacher was using the Yoda aspect to that. Oh, yeah, that was a really, yeah. Yep. That really hit with me. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. So you should be identifying not with uh, Luke Skywalker. You should be identifying with Yoda. You are the Yoda. You are the guide. Um, you want to say what your what your ideal customer, what's their problem? Why are they coming to you? What's the villain? What's their problem? What are they fighting against that they may not even realize it? You kind of delve into that then you insert yourself as the guide solving that problem and give them a plan and a call to action, right? Simple call to action. Um, I know I keep, stopping you. I keep stopping you because I'm trying no, to please do as the outside person looking in yeah. um, because I struggled with this and we did too, was just a little advice on identifying a villain because when I was trying to get my mind wrapped around that. I thought, well, my gosh, we're not like hero villain. I mean, it's, we're, we're selling 
we're reselling clothes. What are you talking about, hero, villain? There's no. There was a lot of like uh, initially villain? as we were going through that. There was a group of us. The majority were resellers, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, we're not hero. Like we're not. We're what? not here. There's no villain. What's the villain? Yeah, we don't want to be negative. Who's the yeah. villain? Who's the? <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. You know that doesn't work for us, but oh, it does. And I want you to give a little bit of how that works. I know they can go to the episodes and really where the talk gets deep, but a little bit of how, like what, what kind of villain, how do you find a villain in our. So there were, there were so, there were so many, there were so many villains that we came up with for our businesses. One was, um, you know, big box stores selling fast fashion, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just uncomfortable clothing um, credit card debt, that paying yep. full retail. Like there were, there were so many as we stepped through this, that what we were like, oh yeah, this doesn't apply. Oh gosh. It's so applies. It's so <laughs> applied, right? It just, it was retraining your thinking and it was kind of neat to go through that. I mean, it wasn't kind of, it was really neat to go through that and to think, yeah, this is not for us. This is not what we do. We're not like, I mean, this is for like a nonprofit. No, it's not. It's for any business. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's was so neat. And we actually had some people uh, kind of personify their villains. Uh, one was uh, like a credit card monster, like a mm-hmm. debt monster. Uh, one was like a, a big box store taking over the, the neighborhood. Um one was like just like itchy, uncomfortable clothing that was like pricey. Uh, yeah, so there were. I mean, it was it was really fun, and he yeah. did say I thought that helped a lot. Like a visual helps a lot. Not that you oh, need sure. one, sure. But think about those commercials, like the the Mucinex commercials. I always think of or the toenail fungus commercials. Oh, they have a little villain. I know, oh, right? They not... stick in your head though, right? Yeah, gross. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I remember the brand name of Mucinex. So yeah, right? it worked. It worked. The little flimmy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you can personify that. And it doesn't necessarily mean you are, you know, you have to be careful not to be negative or not to be putting something, putting somebody down or anything like that. Like, Correct. you don't want to say, all right, this business across the street is my villain. It's not that. It's not literal. It's not literal right. like that. Yeah. Um, and all right. So they, they have the problem. They they don't want to shop fast fashion. They don't want to, you know, support, um, you know, things that are made in not so great working environments. They want to, you know, support the brands they feel good about. And they're going to meet you. You're their guide. You're going to show them how to do it and how to do it easily and clearly. And show them how you are solving that problem how that's they go to your well that depends on what and they said all right so you go back to that if you confuse you lose and this is something i'm working on in my business i have not implemented all the steps on my website but you give them a three-step plan there should be no more than three steps to clearly call them to action so mine are visit a website Join our community, shop and consign. Simple, simple, simple. Because how many times have you been to a website and you don't know what they're doing? You get confused. There is a lot of information. It looks beautiful. 
And I mean, right now, my website, honestly, it, it looks beautiful. I have a beautiful it's website. It's pleasing. Yes, it is. It gives but, you beautiful, but it yeah. needs it needs work in these areas like somebody doesn't immediately get that three step plan of what Correct. they are supposed to do and in the book it does go through building a website and it has all those amazing things um yeah so you give them a three step plan and you call them to action and they end in success right they get the items they want. They avoid debt. They aren't forced to shop at big box stores. They're able to choose the brands that are made locally, made sustainably, whatever it is. Lessening their carbon do. footprint. And they are the hero. They feel good. That is what they wanted. You solved that problem for them. And I'm using consignment and reselling as my example. But this you can apply this to anything. I mean, toenail fungus, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Molly. Go I that, just going to torture you a little bit with that one. <laughs> you just got to go back there to that one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But here's the here's the other part, and the part that really is important. People act more out of fear to avoid failure than they do going after success. All right. So repeat psychology. that. That's repeatable. People act more out of trying to avoid failure than go after success. They will take more action to avoid failure. So you want to make clear in your brand, when you're thinking about this, what are you doing that helps people avoid failure? What are you doing? Yeah. I like that. So my example, I'm going to put my examples in here now just to kind of make that um, people are, I know this is, this is for me personally, as well as my ideal customer, they have guilt of shopping in an unsustainable way. They have guilt when they have to go into a big box store and they're, you know, buying brands that are not made in a sustainable way. They don't feel good about their purchases. There's a lot of guilt and they are missing an opportunity to support their community. They are missing an opportunity. So like make that. sure when you're thinking about this, you also address the, the things you're helping them avoid because people do act more out of fear than. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the guilt of buying the fast fashion items, you go in and you shop and you buy these full price items. I, I, I get them on the spur of a moment because, oh, I got to have that. Mm-hmm. And then later that guilt comes in when you're like, oh, I really just spent a lot of money on that. Like that was a lot of money that we could have put elsewhere. Right. So not only am I not necessarily doing the right thing for our environment by buying that, but my personal guilt for the monetary aspect of it. Yeah. And the flip side of that is, and I've talked about this on several episodes how proud I am of my own son at his age because he shops thrift and I love it and how proud, how good you feel. And I always Mm -hmm. say, oh my gosh, how awesome is it that I just got this Tory Burch beautiful leather bag for $89 versus $4.95 if I went to the big stores. Yeah. You feel good. You feel good. You still get yeah. what you want and what you need, but you feel good about how you went about getting it. 
you feel good about the money. You feel good because you're buying on the secondhand market mm -hmm. and you're also supporting a small business. You're keeping it up. Like there's so many reasons to feel good and not feel bad. I like yeah. It. So just, so you've created a little hero there, a little, little mini hero there in your son. How about that? Oh, good job. Mal. Good parenting. Woo! I'll have to go find his little cape from when he was four so he can start wearing it again. <laughs> um, and then the all overarching thing is that during this whole process of your, your ideal customer and you're solving their problem and you're helping them, there's a transformation. You know, you go from... Uh, again, I'm going to use the concrete example. My example, you go from you know, kind of being forced into these big box stores that are not in a small neighborhood looking for that item. You can't, you know, you're frustrated, you're you're regretting purchases, you're disconnected from your community. And, you know, what our business provides is you shop with the community, you're supporting your neighborhoods and communities, you're getting the items you need, you're avoiding um, going into debt. And you're just walking away feeling good about you know, contributing to that circular economy and we're providing the avenue to do that. So um, you want that transformation. Like what does your character look like at the beginning? What does your character look like at the end? Yeah. And Walking how out as the hero. That. Yeah. Walking out and as the hero. I love it. I love it. I just think it really just opened my eyes into like, you can do this. And if you go to mystorybrand.com, you can build your own story brands. You can save it. You can build several if you have several businesses. Um, I, I just found it really helpful. There's little tutorials, but I absolutely, absolutely do that. I think this is, I think Order this is going to help because it's already putting it in reseller perspective. Yeah. I think it'll help resellers because that was the hardest part of the story brand was kind of getting our head around what absolutely. that looked like as a reseller. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're a weird bunch. We don't really fit into <laughs> other categories, right? <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. I'm not weird. <laughs> I know we're not for everyone. I know we're not, for, we're everyone. not for everyone. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay with me. Um, so yeah, when you go to is mystorybrand.com, also um, the link is in the show notes if you want to purchase that book. I highly mm -hmm. recommend having it in your possession. I like that I have it in my physical possession. So I highly recommend yeah, I, I marked mine up with quite a lot of notes. There's a lot of really good concrete examples in the book. And a lot of us are familiar with Dave Ramsey and his debt debt reduction. What is I, I don't know what the program is called, but Dave Ramsey, his personality is one, and he talks about it in the book that has implemented my story brand before it, there was such a guide as my mm -hmm. story brand. And the reason I'm mentioning him is he's an awesome example, Dave Ramsey, of how to make the customer the hero. He talks about his own personal story, mm -hmm. but he does that debt-free scream. He celebrates his, his customers, his, you know, people that have made it through his, he's always celebrating them it is he is not the hero of that story so if you need an example of how to do that he is a really good one about how he tells his story but he is not the hero his his customers are the hero and i think that's that plays a large part into why people connect with him so well and why yeah 
Yeah. Remember when we walked out, when we left um, the conference with Christy Wright's conference that we did, mm-hmm. we did her book for um, book club too. And I remember us talking about kind of how you tell your story without forcing your story. And I used her as an example too. And probably, I mean, a lot of her is natural who she is. Some people are just really good at speaking like that. Um, But she told, I felt like by the end of that conference, I knew her, knew her family, but it was never presented in a me, me, I, I way. Mm-hmm. She was teaching us things along the way and would insert the appropriate example of her life into it. And what it did by doing that was made you connect on so much more of a personal level and go, oh my gosh, she's like me. I totally get that. Like I get go- doing that with your child or in your kitchen or, but she yeah. was so relatable. And I felt like I knew just about every part of her life yet she never like fed it into me hard no hard selling yeah yeah there's a gift and I so when I was reading this and you know I'm doing social media posts or this that and the other thing I didn't realize I thought I was really good about about making the customer first but when I looked at my wording do you remember when we started to do this and we started to look at our wording mm-hmm. and we started to take all the eyes and the me's and the we's and the all of that out of it and just change the wording just a little tweak here or there and it totally changed how welcoming it was to customers yeah. It just change it, it just changes things. So I challenge you guys and leave a note in the comments. Like look at your social media, look at the copy on your website, look at you know, whatever marketing material you're putting out there and see if you are doing that. I was doing it like crazy, didn't realize it. Y'all, she called me right out on one. Right out. We came out of a um one of our resale therapy um events where we do fundraising for a nonprofit and we had raised all this money and I was so excited. So the next morning I got up and I did a post with how much and I go, we raised da, 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 da. And then later Libby texts and says, next time let's switch the we for you. And I was like, what? And I went and looked and at first I'm like, what does she mean? I just went through. And then I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, as I said it out loud, the way I wrote it. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. What is she talking about? And then as soon as I said it out loud again with the you, and I was like, oh, that's what she's talking about. So it went from we raised, you know, X amount of dollars to you raised because it was the customers that did it. Right. Right. Yeah. Just that little thing that we, like, I would never have even batted an eye at before but it, it totally changes things. Saying it out loud was really like eye-opening for me when you sent that text. And I was like, what? And I read it out loud. And then I put, I was like, okay, I get it. Totally get it. Yeah. And I, I think I need a little refresher course on that. So I'm glad we're recording this video because I think I let it slip a little bit. My guess, I mean, it's like anything that you learn. It, it takes a long time to really make that because we grow up, unfortunately, most human beings as more we, me, me, me people. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's stuff you really have to work on. Yeah, know? it doesn't it doesn't come naturally. It definitely doesn't come naturally. No, ma'am. But yeah. 
And the other, all right, so one more example is that um, the Steve Jobs and he had Apple did a, took out like what? I don't know, several pages in the New York Times, this big, long thing with all the specs of the new computer and blah, 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 blah. And it was like crickets. And then he did an ad campaign that was just one, I don't know, one page, just I think it had one sentence on it. And it was just highly successful because people connected with it. People understood it. They didn't get confused. He didn't lose. And I think that was really the beginning of their domination of the market, really, was just they were able to connect and not confuse people. It was simple, right? People didn't care about the specs of the computer. I mean, there are those people that care about that. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, most people don't care about the details of your business. The majority of the people don't. Yes. Yeah. And I hate to say it. Most people just don't care about you. No. <laughs> I'm just they don't give a bleep. <laughs> Some people do. Some people Some do. People but do. you you know what I'm saying. I just really wanted to get that point across. I think you did. You did a good job. All of right, it. all right, all right. Well, I was gonna edit this out, maybe. No, I'm not. No, we stay real. Yeah. It is what all it right. is. All right. We are who we yeah. are. <laughs> So that's building a story brand. Do you have any any questions, any like points you think I missed? No, because I was kind of stopping you along the way as I was thinking yeah. through things. Um, and I do think it's I, the way it's the way he has written it. First of all, he's a very um, good writer. He's easy to mm -hmm. understand, easy yeah. to comprehend, good humor. Like it's a very easy read, but it's a very difficult process just to wrap your head around it in the beginning. So I don't, I'm not saying that in a way to scare you off, but I'm saying, and and like Libby said earlier, we've given you kind of the step that took us a while to get through. So mm -hmm. now that you, if you listen to this first and then go read the book, you're not going to go through the first couple of weeks where we were kind of battling the understanding of, no, but we're just resellers. Well, we've already got you past that. You, we, we swam you through that one. So you're ready to roll, but it is, I think a very well-written book and it makes a lot of sense, a lot of sense. So I, yeah. I mean, my one regret is that I didn't read it when I was building my website, when I was starting my social, like it would have, it, it would have, things would, would it be a lot different. Now it's like turning a much bigger, you know, moving vehicle. That's okay um, though. Yeah. So I was a little oh, bit okay. jealous of the people that were just starting out and building their website because they have this opportunity to just do it. Correct. Right off the get go. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just okay. starting, start here. Yeah. Start here. Start. Yeah. Yes. So all right, moving on from story brand, but still see chats book club. Yes. So I have a private Facebook group that I'm going to link up in the comments and we're going, we do a couple books a year and we're going to, I'm going to put out a poll this week where we can vote on our next book. We have four books, I think in the running. So we're going to do all four next year. We're going to do all four. It's just a matter of what order they're going to come in. And I want to get that out before the new year. So people can get their books so they can put them on their, you know, wish list for the new year, whatever the case may be. So I want to get that out. Um, but we have some really good selections 
Mm-hmm. We, we may do. have one or two reseller books on there. Woo-hoo. You'll just have to pop in and see, but cast your vote. Join us. It's really a lot of fun. It's like, I consider it kind of my, my education, right? Reseller education, because it's always something that I'm not like we did profit first. We did taking back your time. We did what else? I don't know. I'm drawing a blank now, but. Oh, your guy, the book that's been around for ages. Oh, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. And they've all been, they've all been game changers. I mean, I've learned something. So I consider it. um, I was, we were doing the clubs on Monday nights, but I said, all right, I have class. Like I looked at it as (laughs) I was getting credits for this. I was giving myself the credit, but all right. Yeah. So I looked at it as my reseller education, like a little mini, mini college course there continuing at. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. So that was, that's what we got. Do you get a diploma after so many? Oh, that Hmm. might be kind of fun. Wait, I I gotta, I gotta story brand this out and think about it. Huh? Hmm. Hmm. Something to think about friends. Something to think about. (laughs) You just want your face on a diploma don't you because you know you know yes because I love throwing my face out there everywhere (laughs) all right so if you're wondering why our faces are on every logo it is because we got a great piece of advice from a Facebook expert Adair Palmer I'm gonna give her a little shout out here and she said you can't outsource your face one of my favorite quotes ever. And so we redid our logos. We put our faces up as much as we were not willing to do that. We we did it. Uh, and it definitely helps people connect. So if you're wondering why our faces are everywhere, there you have it, folks. It's Adair Palmer's um, fault. You can look her up. She is a Facebook expert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Great episode. You guys make sure that you um, subscribe if you haven't. Give us a little uh, like. Yeah, that thing. And uh, yeah. What am I missing? Reviews. We love our reviews. We love our reviews. Yeah. And join us in the community. Join us in the community. We are just moving and grooving every day in the free private Facebook community, the consignment chats community. You never know who you're going to connect with in there. You have a problem. Somebody usually has a solution for you. So check that out. It's very positive, supportive group. And I highly recommend. Yep. All All right. right. Until Until next next time. Cheers. Cheers. Where's your cup? Thanks for joining Libby and Molly, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us at consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, you can find us on Facebook in our Consignment Chats community. Until next time.